Captain's Log, Stardate 74207. The crew of Lone Star Station have been caught in what seems to be a temporal causality loop. After resetting our station chronometers, we find ourselves ready for more voyages. This episode of These Are the Voyages is brought to you by The Fire in Which We Burn. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to These Are the Voyages. I'm the captain. I'm Captain Chase McKinney, and y'all, I am. I'm so ready to keep talking Trek with y'all. It has been um, very interesting uh, with what's been going on uh, in my life and and just with the station in general. And this is a long overdue episode for each and every one of you. And I want to first off just say thank you to each and every one of you that have uh, been patient. Um, as we prepare for this particular episode and just more episodes in general. And believe it or not, we're actually approaching a year with this podcast. And I'm really hoping to have, um, you know, Commander Eric and maybe even um, Commander David, uh, perhaps even Lisa, Commander Lisa coming on board. And, um, and just kind of seeing what the conversation's like as we reflect back on a year. So we'll see who who we can get on board with that. Um, it's just kind of crazy that it's been almost a year. Yes, it's been kind of up and down and stuff like that, but I don't want to be a downer. Um, I'm just glad to be back. And I'm again, I'm just so thankful for each and every one of you that are listening, have been listening, that you support the show by listening, um, by those that are our patrons for supporting us on Patreon and just being able to keep the lights on. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. And if this is your very first time listening, first off, I want you to know that you are most welcome here. We are so happy to have our voices in your ears checking us out today. Uh, This is a show by fans for fans and the mission, um, our five-year mission, I don't know if five years, but our mission is to have fun. So we just talk about anything and everything, Trek, whatever tickles our fancy. And the thing that's tickling our fancy today is an away mission. Uh, I'm not talking about to like Theta 116 or any other weird name of a planet. I'm talking about like something that we can do here on our planet in the 21st century. And to eventually talk about that, I decided that, well, actually she decided that she was going to talk about this. And that's my friend Jenny Hay. So Jenny, welcome to the show. So happy to have you here today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So just a little little bit of a, a, a lead up to this with how the devil we ended up with with talking about what we're going to talk about today um, a couple months back uh, on our Facebook page we had a, a trivia night and we had just random people kind of dropping in here and there and uh, Eric who regularly co-hosts this thing with me he uh, it, was, it really came down to you and him uh, you, you and Eric in this trivia night and it was we started out kind of easy and we went 
and got like ridiculously hard, like you gotta Google this, like level of hard type of thing, basically. And technically, I think Eric won, but Jenny, I mean, it was like it was like one point off is really what it was. I mean, we're we're that's what we're talking like, just one point off. And Jenny did you did absolutely fantastic in that, and that is why you're here, and that's why you're you're my co-host today. So. Uh, don't, I don't want you to think that you're cheating on on your own podcast by any means, because you do your own. Yeah. So why I do, yeah. why don't you why don't you just take take a minute or two and kind of tell the people that are in listener land a little bit about you know your show and um, how they can listen, kind of what it's about, stuff like that. Uh, our show is called the Center Seat, uh, the Center Seat Podcast on Facebook. Um, it started because. I'm part of another fleet called, I'm part of several different fleets, but I'm called a fleet called Fleet 31. And I'm the deputy fleet commander. So basically I am like the vice president of that club. And so me and the commander of the club wanted to do a podcast to, to get people out more active during this quarantine stuck at home time frame. And so since we can't do a lot of our charity events, a lot of our outing public outings we decided to start a podcast so what we do is we we kind of do our lots of things right now we've been kind of in homework where you watch an episode then you come online and you know we talk about the lessons of the episode and then we talk about you know some like ship that we want to do you know is that is, is can this ship be family oriented you know stuff like that and then just general topic do we talk about anything and everything on there and it's live streams on Wednesdays, um, 8 p.m. Central Time. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'd l- yeah, I love to hear about some of these ships. Um, I remember popping in on at least one, maybe two episodes. I was more in lurker mode than I was anything else whenever I was listening to, to one of the live streams. Um, I, I accidentally said, hey, not realizing that you were podcasting. <laughs> Oh man, it's okay. So, uh, but yeah, check it out, um, guys. Like one more, one more Trek cast for y'all to to check out and and uh, tune into. Now, Jenny, you and I, we've known each other since. Uh, I mean, we we met, I should say. Like we've air quotes known each other since. Yeah. Like maybe what 2015 or 16, so about four or five years, maybe. I think so. Probably. Yeah, we knew of each other, but we weren't like. We weren't bestest friends until recently. Yeah, we weren't we weren't tight, right? Like we weren't like yeah. like super connected and, and friendly with each other. Not that we were, not that there was really animosity. I, I don't really know how to deal with that, but or, or, or not really deal with it, but talk about that. But it was just like it was kind of a weird thing. Like we were part of like um, an organization, and like I was doing my own thing, you were doing your own thing, and yeah, for whatever reason, reason we didn't see eye to eye, but then. Because due to you know the passage of time that has changed, at least I in my yes. head, head canon accepted, it has changed. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it has changed. Yeah, like yeah, like we part of the organization. Yeah, we knew of each other, but we were like two parts of that organization that were doing two different things, I mm-hmm. guess. So we knew of each other, but we didn't really talk to each other as much as now we do. Right. Right. It, yeah. Yeah. Because Trek kind of 
bring us more close together than the, the other organization did. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, in, in recent years, you were talking about uh, Fleet 31, I believe is what you called it. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you have that that thing. And, I mean, I kind of started something, too. It's it's fledgling. It's nothing like to, like, write home about. But, I mean, you know, with Lone Star Fleet, uh, there's that. And then, of course, there's these different uh, podcast communities, like with the Facebook groups and Instagrams mm-hmm. and all the socials and stuff that people can interact with. But I think what really did it for you and I in terms of our relationship with each other, uh, you know, as, as friends and, and acquaintances, whatever you want to call us, is, uh, I call us friends, I'm just saying, um, is, is these different social gatherings that we've, we've had. So whether it's been like yeah. photo shoots that have been organized, it's been going to like the zoo or the aquarium together, you know, breaking bread together, like at, um, was that like Spaghetti Warehouse that we went to in Dallas? I think it was Spaghetti Warehouse we went to. Okay. So, yeah, we're, we're both in Texas. Yeah. Uh, we're on two yep. different, completely different sides of, of the Metroplex. But, I mean, you know, I've, I really enjoyed doing that. And it's been kind of crazy. Like like you were saying, you were talking about the quarantine and how that's limiting mm-hmm. people from being able to, to do whatever they want to do, like a photo shoot or going to the zoo type of thing uh, and that and that was like full circle kind of where the game night uh, trivia night came into play and um, yeah and it was your um, is it your boyfriend or your, fian- your fiance that came in second I, place my boyfriend. boyfriend okay boyfriend hopefully fiance one day soon but boyfriend oh man <laughs> oh come on now let's go let's go make it so <laughs> he already knows <laughs> no pressure at all no not at all so um anyway uh it's it's come full circle i've really enjoyed um being in contact with you and and you know developing more of a friendship with you in the really the last year year and a half or so and um i know that you love trek you might love trek more than me i don't know um we're not we're not going to put that on trial right now um so with that, um, before uh, again, leading up to this topic, um, there has been a lot of Trek news that's been happening um, or that's been kind of coming down the pike. And, and one of which has been, and I talked about this recently, and as someone that attends regularly, how do you feel about um, STLV moving from August to December? See, I had mixed feelings about it. Because I heard, um, if you're in the STLV universe world, there's a lot of rumors going around about what, why they decided to move in December, mainly because of COVID and all that stuff. But also, there's a rumor saying that this is last year for creation to own it, and that somebody bought the, I guess, the rights to do Star Trek somewhere else or a different group. I'm thinking maybe CBS kind of bought the rights out of creation to do their own um, con. That's the rumors going on. I think that's why they moved to December, partly because of the quarantine and all that stuff. But also, I think they want to do a last hurrah before they end it, and then whoever supposedly end work, whoever's going to have it, is going to do it. Mm-hmm. That's the rumor going on right now. And that's the same rumor that I've been hearing as well too. That that I think other podcasters and YouTubers are are reporting on is this this whole like yeah this is the last year of creation so you better go if you want a creation 
you know, produced event, basically. Yeah, for for Star Trek, Creation's still going to yes. do the other ones they have. So right, they still have a whole bunch of other ones. Um, I'm excited because they're finally moving it to a new facility. It's on the Strip now. It's at the Seizure uh, Forum. It's a brand new convention center that Vegas is building, and the convention hotel is the Harris, which is connected to the Seizure Forum. And the Harris just did a big, like, multi-million dollar renovation. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited because at the Rio, it just wasn't the nicest hotel in Vegas, I would say. But it, it did its job. Sure. But, but it wasn't the, the nicest hotel you can be in for Vegas. Right. Right. My, um, my mom used to be a concierge at the MGM Grand. And, um, so yeah, I mean, Harris is, is, is a, it's been, it's all, it's always been a, a pretty nice hotel, um, by mm-hmm. Las Vegas standards. And the fact that they've, they're, you know, updating stuff like so many hotels and casinos are doing right now in Las Vegas, um, it, it's, it's good. And, uh, you know, I've seen, I've seen like some of like the concept art for the forum and, and what like that that little quadrant of of the city is going to look like, and it it looks very impressive for for what they're doing, and and hopefully that y'all don't have to who, y'all or whoever's you know attending doesn't have to you know pay on the back end basically for for all these updates that they're doing basically you know that uh, that they don't somehow like increase I mean if if they in, increase like prices and stuff that's that's totally fine but um i don't even know where i was going with that other than like i just hope they don't make it super expensive really by by moving it from august to december from the rio to the forum um yeah well a lot of people are kind of upset too is a lot of people can't make it in december because that's a very you know holidays and people got to save the vacation time for the holiday time and uh, you know, you got parties, and December's just a really hard time. You know, you got to save money for all the holiday events you got to go to and do it like that. Um, so a lot of people are upset about that, and also they can't go, and so now they're losing those seats. So at STOV, you get um, if you pay for gold, which is like a thousand dollars, crazy amount, you get like the first two rows of the stadium seating, um, and so people. Or losing out those seats that they had for years that they worked towards getting those seats because they can't go in December and so a lot of people are upset because they can't go in December and now they have to lose out their seats hmm. are you are you one of those people that's affected by it or are you still gonna be able to no. go in December we're currently still currently gonna go my boyfriend and I um, but we just do general mission because we gone to so many conventions that we know what the celebrities talk about because they talk about the same thing. Every celebrity talks about the same little thing they have, and then in the store and the questions, you know, turn to be about the same. How's it? How's it like to work on this? How does it feel to be doing this? Tell us a funny story. So we know all those those answers. Now, like we haven't don't know about the like the new stuff like Picard Discovery. Those are still nice, but you don't have to be sitting in front row to do a panel to go listen to a panel it's just you don't have to so we sit in general mission gotcha and 
doesn't bother us. And general mission actually on the sides go up pretty high. So uh, S2OV, if you haven't been there, is a big ballroom. And there is three like section of seatings. And the side seatings, usually you can get up pretty high with general mission. Like you can get towards the middle of the um, ballroom rather than the back if you sit in the middle seats. Gotcha. So. Gotcha. So this is this is fascinating. Like the the inner workings, mm-hmm. the culture of of STLV and and how to do it. I know there's an unofficial uh, group on Facebook that kind of helps you with like mm-hmm. tip tips and pointers and things like that for for attending. But you know, for someone that hasn't attended, and I'm I'm one of those that has not attended an STLV. Uh, Star Trek Las Vegas. For anyone wondering what STLV stands for, by the way, um, is when you buy your ticket, whether it's like a general admit, it's a captain's chair, a copper, or whatever tier you buy, mm-hmm. do they do they assign you a seat number or something for all the ballrooms, or or is it like this is your color, you have to sit in this color in the ballroom or the panel room? So if you buy a gold captain, copper, and bronze, you get to pick your seat. Kind of like, you know, nowadays when you go to the movie theater, you get to kind of go, oh, I want to sit at this seat. You do that same general idea when you buy your ticket. Now, general admission is free for all. You know, you come and go. You can pick whatever seat's available there. Uh, And that's really just for the main ballroom. The second ballroom, you can sit anywhere. There's no assigned seating for that. Because the second ballroom they have is a smaller one. Um, It's a smaller, so a lot more small little things go in there like that's where you go and do the trivia or you go listen about science behind you know star trek and stuff like that and then the big bar room is where all the celebrities go cool okay that's that's interesting mm-hmm. so it's uh it's fandango basically it's pretty it's much online ticketing you you can say i want a3 and there you go that's pretty cool interesting well okay um would you would you say that that if you're a first timer um, when it comes to, to Star Trek Las Vegas, would you say that it's it's better to get like one of the more expensive ones, or is general admission just as good? I think general admission is just good. Um, if you are a first comer to Trek in general, like if you've never been to a convention at all. I should just maybe go in with bronze. Bronze is the general mission, but you get a signed CD. Um, that way you have a seat no matter what. You don't have to worry about trying to get there early enough for seating for general mission. Um, I wouldn't waste your, I mean, personally, wouldn't waste your money on the captains or the gold seats. I got captains one year because that's what um, my boyfriend Scott used to get every year. He used to get captains. But the events, you get extra perks for it. So if you have gold, you get like 15 extra free autograph signings that you have to stand in line and get autographs. You get a treat card, and that treat card, you get to go to different vendors in the vendors room, and they give you free stuff. Interesting. Which is, which is interesting, but cool, but it was like, ooh, I got a magnet, or I got a pen, or here's a random cup, you know. I'm all about them random cups, if you don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, so and then uh, the gold gets a, a fancy dinner, and then captains gets a dinner. But it used to be up on the Voodoo Lounge, which is like a steakhouse up the Rio, mm-hmm. and it's up on the rooftop. 
So it's really cool because you can eat outside and see like the Las Vegas skyline. But um, in recent past years, they haven't done a voodoo. They just did like a traditional hotel, you know, dinner, and it wasn't as great as I heard. Gotcha. Okay. But I don't know what's going to happen with us moving to um, Caesar Forum. Sure. Okay. Well, that'll be interesting. Um, you know, with with it being in December, I know that we're, you know, basically six months away from it happening, thereabouts. Um, you know, I, I know you have your own podcast, but I would love to, to do a follow-up with you. Like, if I can make it, yeah. cool. Like, maybe we could do, like, a live recording there at STLV if I can make it. But if not, I'd love to have you back on, um, you know, after the fact, maybe first of the year, uh, when things, you know, calm down with... Um, you know, Christmas and New Year's and all the holidays in that mm-hmm. time frame and, and go from there. But um, great information um, about about STLV and uh, like some of the changes that are happening. And um, with that, we should probably set sail for the actual topic, which is, like I said, the away mission of Star Trek The Cruise. So this is something that I've only heard about um, over the last few years and I've of course seen more and more um, advertisements or advertisements depending on which part of the world you're listening in um, for this thing and I know that um, the most recent one I think it happened like in was it March or April had it was March it had um, Kate Mulgrew and a lot of the Voyager mm-hmm. crew um, on it for their uh, 25th anniversary I believe so yeah um, I guess you know, 50,000 foot view. Uh, what can you tell us just generally speaking about the Star Trek cruise apart from it's on a boat on the water? <laughs> it's more in, uh, how do I say this? I don't want to say intense. Immerse. Um, so like, you know, you go to a convention and you walk around, you may see a celebrity here and there walk around the convention with you, right? On a cruise, you're with them, you're stuck on the boat with them, they are a lot more willing to be out in the open and talk to you and be more cheerful. I don't know why. I don't know it's because how they are treated from the convention versus treated on the boat. Or they have the mindset that they know that they're going to be interacting with all the guests at the time. Um, I think that's the main difference between the, like going to convention and going on the cruise. So the cruise has a lot more options for you to do stuff also. They have, you know, each night is a theme night. And so you have theme parties. Uh, You have a um, show every night. And celebrities are doing other things, not just talking. They will do like, you know, like, did you know Ethan Phillips plays the saxophone? I do now. I didn't know Ethan Phillips. Yeah, now y'all do. He plays the saxophone. Or Garrett Wong is a comedian. Hmm. Um... Or they'll do plays, or they'll do, they'll do game shows, like they did uh, Celebrity Squares, or Trek Squares, what they called it. Um, so you have something like that. And then you also do excursions on the cruise. So you can go on a cr- excursion with your favorite, you know, Trek mate. Or, you know, you can go do a walking tour of San Juan, Puerto Rico with Wilson Cruz. Like... That's pretty awesome that you get to go to a excursion on a different country with one of your celebrities that you love. That is one of the truck fans you love. That's wild, man. That that's absolutely wild. That 
that you can do that kind of stuff. Now, uh, besides a Star Trek cruise, have you been on any other kind of cruise, like a Disney cruise or a Royal Caribbean no. or anything like that? I have not. Okay. So, I, you know, my, my wife and I, we've, we have been talking ever since we got married that our 10-year anniversary is going to be uh, a Disney cruise. Like, we've, that's, that's mm-hmm. the, been the plan for friggin' ever, is that's what we're going to do. And it's, it's, fa- it's pretty crazy. We, d- honest to God, you know, I am not making this up. I'm not lying to you by any means. But we did not find out that our wedding day uh, was the same day that Magic Kingdom opened. <laughs> Until like like days before our wedding. And it, it was funny because we were going to, um, to the Magic Kingdom and, and Disney World in general for our, our honeymoon. So we got, we got married on October 1st. That's the d- October 1st, 1971 is when uh, Magic Kingdom opened. So it was their 40th anniversary, basically, and our our wedding day. So it'll be their 50th and our 10th whenever we go Aww. back. So um, my wife is a huge, huge, huge Disney fan. Um, in fact, she was part of the Disney College program uh, when she was in college. Go figure. And uh, so she was a cast member, worked in Toontown and things like that. And I say all that to say that we, we, re- we thoroughly enjoy Disney. So that's one why we chose it as our um, our honeymoon. Now, I made the mistake as a 20-something-year-old um, to do a timeshare presentation in order to get free tickets, a cruise, and an airline ticket um, just by going to a timeshare presentation. Dear listener, if you're listening, I want you to hone in on my voice. Okay, turn your hearing aid up if you need to, okay? Do not, under any circumstance, ever go to a timeshare presentation if they promise you a really fancy dinner. Even if they you know, promise you a fancy dinner, a cruise, it's not worth it. Especially, especially on a honeymoon. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. We, we went on a cruise. So our cruise that we went on was, um, it was to the Bahamas. Uh, we left... Um, so we went to Orlando, right? And then we drove mm-hmm. we drove from Orlando yeah. down to basically Palm Beach, uh, West Palm Beach, which is which is where it departed. And we went to Nassau and did that and stayed in. It was like a, a two day, three day, short little cruise, and it was great. I mean, there was a hur- it's hurricane season, so everything's cheap and salt water and stuff like that. But the food, the food was so delicious on the cruise. And I think that's the thing that is, is pretty standard across the board whenever it comes to a cruise is delicious food. Yes. Delicious food. Food was delicious no matter where you go. Mm-hmm. And it's food 24-7, like constantly food no matter where you're at. Mm-hmm. There's food. <laughs> and it's free. I mean, well, it's free per a sense that, you know, there is some places you have to pay for food like fancy restaurants but like the main dining hall and the buffet are going to be food uh are going to be free including your your rate of your cabin yeah 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 and did so on on our cruise because like that's all i have to really base this off of like there were some nights 
where we had to dress up. Like whether that's, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's dressing up as like a button up and like slacks for guys and like a nice dress for, for ladies. Um, or it was like, you know, closer to like a black tie type of thing. What was there any, is there anything similar to that or required of that yes, on the, the Star Trek? There cruise? is, there is. So like I said, we had theme nights. And the theme nights kind of coincided with the nights that the cruise lines wanted to do. So uh, the like the dress-up night that you have a traditional cruise, they have what they call we called it Gorn's Gala. And so you can dress up as you know just nice clothing, or you can dress up as you know a Klingon wardrobe if you want it. A lot of people did the dress whites. Uh, my boyfriend did his dress whites and his Scottish um, kilt because he's mostly Scottish. Um, I've seen a, a Gorn princess walk around. He she was wearing the Gorn little mask and a dress on. You know, that's that's the night. It's supposed to be a theme party night, basically the dress up night. And then you have other party theme nights like this past year's cruise or this pat today this this year's cruise, which is really weird to say this past year's cruise. Anyways. Um, <laughs> We had heroes and villains. So, you know, you can dress up a hero or villain. And then so we had a party at each night with the themes. And with the hero and villains, beginning those people playing, you know, reggae music. And then the villain turns around. It was corn. It was corns, not corn. Cores villa party. They see um, the Klingon. Um, Kenneth Mitchell was there. And he actually, because uh, that's when he officially announced that he had, um, uh, what's that called? Um, the muscle, uh, muscle dis, um, was it muscular dystrophy? No, it's the other one. The ice bucket challenge. Oh, Lou Gehrig. Lou Gehrig's disease? No. Well, we got Google. I can't think of the, um, what is it called? But anyways, he came out, he had that, and so he's in his little wheelchair, and they actually did a mosh pit where he, they, he had people carry him through the um, party line. It was really cool, like, where the party was. Okay. Um, uh, and so I dressed up as my mix, my um, mashup of Janeway and Red. So, you know, Captain Janeway and Red from Orange New Black. I was doing a mashup, so basically I had a chef jacket on, but it looked like the Voyager uniform. Then I wore a red wig, and then I wore purple glasses for um, the red wig for red, but the wig looked more like Janeway's hair. So I was a mix of Janeway and red. Okay, yeah, the ice bucket challenge. Just just real quick, it was uh, it's a campaign. It was a campaign that promoted awareness for. I'm not going to pronounce the really fancy name, but ALS, also known as Lou Gehrig. Yeah, Ger- that's what it was. Also known as Lou Gehrig's disease. Okay. So there we go. Okay. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, that's when he just announced it, and he was on the cruise, and he did a wonderful job. Uh, and then there was other theme nights like, um, why can't I think of them? Um, Heroes and Villains, Gorn's Gala, Rise of Night, where people kind of walked around in the bathing suits. Okay. Um, pajama night because that was Chase Matheson's thing where we all walked around in pajamas which was the first year because this is my second year for the cruise I went in 2008 uh, 2019 and I went 2020 okay um, walking around in pajamas on a cruise ship is a little awkward okay just 
think about it, walk around in your pajamas. I mean, granted, the Star Trek pajamas, so I like Star Trek pajama pants on and the top and stuff like that. But it's just just a little awkward. I, I can I can see that, but you know, if you're if you're with everyone else that's wearing their gym jams, then I guess you're in good company. still there yeah i'm still there i'm sorry my dog hit my cord and unplugged myself from the computer oh no <laughs> oh no well welcome back so good to have you <laughs> thank you <laughs> so um so, so on the cruise you have these different theme nights and you have these excursions for mm -hmm. for everything now when when you're signing up for this thing uh for for anyone that's never been on on a star trek cruise especially is there some kind of itinerary that they send you saying hey monday we're doing this tuesday we're doing this make sure you have this stuff so, they so you sign up you don't know much anything when you firstly you know when you start paying all that stuff um but when it gets closer they give you a list of the events so you can start planning out your cosplays um, usually, since the one we got in March, we got our information about what the theme's going to be. I think sometime in October, November time frame. So you got a couple of months to work out your cosplays. And then when you get on the cruise ship, you know, like probably you had your cruise, you get like this little itinerary each night in your room. That's what we know. So that we get the same thing. We get the, they call it the, um, mission report or something like that and that's when you know the whole itinerary you're going to get i mean when you sign up you know where you're going to go you know what cruise port you're going to go to what day you're going to go to the port and stuff like that but you won't know the themes until the day of pretty much or the night before the okay. theme is going to be um so yeah that point is that? But you know what the themes are going to be. That that seems like it would be uh, maybe a little challenging in one way. Uh, you know, like if you if you don't really know what to expect, like how to pack. Like, yeah, I'm going to throw some uniforms in my suitcase, right? Um, but apart from that, like making sure I have like the, the air quotes right stuff for um, for you know having that experience uh, on, on the cruise. Well, you have the theme. You know the theme nights beforehand, so you could pack for the theme nights, and then you're just going to pack. I mean, most people wear the their uniforms all day long, but a lot of them don't. So you know, you can just pack typical vacation stuff. It's kind of like packing for a con. You know, you're going to pack your shorts, your shirts, your shoes. Um, deodorant. This deodorant, please. <laughs> they have on the if you want to save room. And you'll like that. They do have um, body wash and shampoo in their hotel in your room for you. So, if you want to use that, you can. Um, so you don't have to worry about you no know, towels. It's like going to a hotel room. You don't have to worry about bringing your towels or anything like that. Um, they have specific towels for the beach or for the pool. And if you want to take them off the ship, you can do that too. Um, they have specific towels for that, so you don't have to worry about losing that. You know, bringing your own towel. Um, if you sign up for an excursion, most of the excursions will tell you what you need for the excursion. 
Now, pro tip. Ooh, pro tip time. Is if you want to sign up for excursion, do it through. That's it's any cruise line you want to pick on. It doesn't have not have to be Star Trek, but this is just a pro tip in general. Do it through the cruise line and not outside the cruise line for excursion you want to do. So if you want to go, let's say, swim with the dolphins, do it through the cruise line's website because let's say you go and do swim with the dolphins and there's boat trouble and you're stuck out in the out out with the swimming with the dolphins. The cruise ship has to wait for you to get back. So you're guaranteed to be back on the cruise ship. That way, let's say let's say you don't and let's say you decide to go swim with the dolphins, but you do it on your own without the cruise line, and let's say something happens and you can't get back to report time because there's time you have to get back on the boat, you're out of luck. You just have to figure out how to get home from it because they're going to leave you. Wow. They're not going to wait for you. That's savage. It's like Kirk getting, you know, stranded on Ruapente, man. You got <laughs> to hope, like... hope you find a cool-looking changeling to double-cross you to, and hope you have a Viridian strip because you're, you're SOL, man. Mm-hmm. Man, man, man. That's that's scary. And that happened to now my new friend. I haven't really so after all this happened um oh i know after the cruise happened we all we all missed each other and we couldn't go see each other because of you know quarantine so garrett wong and his girlfriend and a friend decided to create a group called fries and guac and so every friday night we do a zoom call and we just talk we just chit chat see how he's doing and stuff like that well, one of those people on that cruise, on that cruise, um, on that Zoom call, had an accident, an ATV accident, on the cru- on the cruise ship, on the excursion that, and since that excursion was a Star Trek base or it was a cruise line bought excursion, they waited for her, because she had to go to the hospital. So basically, she was on ATV. She hit a rock and she went flying off the ATV and busted her knee open. Oh. And so she had to get stitches on her knee. So luckily, two of her friends went and told them, because sometimes communication is not the greatest, and went and told the cruise line, and so they waited for her because she had to go to the hospital, get her knee checked out, make sure she's good, and then got back on the cruise ship. Um, so I didn't realize that we were delayed, but, you know, you don't realize what's going on. You're having too much fun talking to people, running into celebs in the elevators, eating with them at the dinner. You know, it doesn't matter where you are. You're going to run into a celebrity somewhere, somehow. So, you know, I'm, I've, I was looking just recently at, at the website for the cruise, and mm-hmm. it seems like there's, like, the usual suspects that are there, um, or at least, like, a couple of years in a row. Um, are, are, there, are there certain celebs that are, are maybe more regulars that um, um, are, are more popular to like have those dinners or those interactions with compared to others from your experience? Not from my experience. Um, so I had different celebs. Well, I didn't really interact with the same people who are all there every, every year. Because um, I like to change up. And apparently ECP, which is the entertainment cruise production who runs the cruise treat the celebs 
amazingly well that they want to come back every year. So that shows you that ECP does, knows what they're doing on how to, to, uh, to interact with celebs and how to take care of them. Uh, one thing I do know what ECP does, which is amazing, is they take out one of the big bar rooms, or not bar rooms, bar, bars. Um, like this year, it was on the 15th floor, and it was just for Trek and entertainment people. They're the only ones allowed up there. So when they do need a break, because you know you need a break from select your fans, they can go up there and have a nice drink by themselves or talk with the other celebs. And there's security up there and all that stuff. So they know how to take care of their celebrities. Okay. Because celebrities are they're going to be living with you. You know they might be on the same deck as you. Mm-hmm. You might see them because you know they don't have separate floors like hotels do. You know where they can separate before for them. Right. Right. Um, where I was going with this. So, last year, on the 2019 cruise, we talked about interacting with guests, or with celebs. It was, the day went on, we went in January. And then it was my birthday. So I was all decked out in birthday gear. And it was the first time on a cruise ever. And so you know how you get to a new place. You're looking around, trying to find where things are, get the lay of the land. Well, my boyfriend and I literally ran smack dab in, into Will Wheaton. Like, we, like, <laughs> hit each other. Because Will Wheaton was looking around. It was him and his wife. They were looking around. Scott and I were looking around. We weren't paying attention. They were coming up the stairs. We were going down the stairs. Oh, and we literally smack dab, right? Like, I ran into him. And, of course, I'm so, like, high on energy, excited that we we're on the cruise ship. And it's my birthday that I didn't pay attention to was what we I just said, oh, I'm sorry. And he said, happy birthday. And then we moved on. It didn't hit me until after they moved on that I ran into Willie. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I'm like, oh, my God. I can't play. I ran into him. And he said, happy birthday to me. And I didn't try to, you know, talk to him for a hot second or get a photo or anything like that. Wow. Wow. You ran into... Mm-hmm. Mr. Shut Up Wesley himself. That is amazing. That's amazing. I didn't even realize I did that. Man. Man, oh man. Now, now with it being Voyager's 25th that um, this mm-hmm. cruise was based on recently, um, do you have a favorite Star Trek show um, out of like the, the ones that have, have you know actually been produced so far? So, yes, I Voyager is one of my favorites, but DS9 has kind of crept up, and now they're kind of even now. Like, I can't decide. I've been watching more DS9 lately than Voyager. Okay. I don't know why, but Voyager is the one that um, started my true love for Trek. It was the one that I found out I first saw when I first learned about Trek when I was, like, 11. I was um, up late past my bedtime. And, you know, this is the 90s. So, you know, those, those old blow-up furniture we used to have as a kids in the 90s? Oh, yeah. I was sitting on that. It was purple. I remember that story. I was sitting on a purple. And at the time, I was allowed to have a TV in my room. So, I was flipping through the TV late at night, past my bedtime, and I came across Voyager. And it was the episode uh, called Twist It. The episode where Janeway sticks her hand into that twisted and, and gets her arm all mixed, messed up 
and then she starts diluting and they have to go back to um, the holodeck because that was like the main, main point of the twist it because you know you go to in the engineering and you end up in sick bay that episode mm-hmm. that was the first ever Star Trek episode I saw and I was hooked since then how about that how about that I'm trying to remember what my the one that like really hooked me I mean I've said this a lot and for first time listeners they don't know this but like I really didn't get into Star Trek until college um, if I'm being completely honest uh, I remember seeing what later I realized was was best of both worlds when I was a kid and I remember mm. having nightmares I'm like oh my gosh it's like a dark tunnel and they're coming for me and like <laughs> the Borg, Borg of course and like I was like freaking out I didn't really know what it was and but yeah, like Spike TV had it on every day uh, when I was in college uh, for like, I think like a three or four hour block, if I'm not mistaken. I watched it, watched the mess out of it. And I don't know if I can point to like one single episode that was like, yep, that's it. Done. I will say that Time Zero Part 1 and 2 is probably one of my absolute favorite stories that I can watch on repeat with, without really getting sick of it. I know that's not the case for a lot of people, but Time Zero 1 and 2 is like one of my favorite next-gen episodes. Um, now, Deep Space Nine is probably my number two now, and I've talked about that before. And the thing that kept me coming back, um, even after I got bored in my very first viewing of it, was Jadzia. Mm-hmm. So Jadzia Dax was my favorite character for most of the show, uh, apart from Cisco and them. And in fact, like you're saying, I'm I'm actually doing my own rewatch of Deep Space Nine right now. I just watched um, Move Along Home not too terribly long ago, uh, at the time of this recording. <laughs> and you know, I remember watching it the first time, and I'm like, man, this is kind of weird. Like, I don't know how I feel about Move Along Home, but I watched it again, and it's it's actually pretty good. If you really give it a, a shot, it's it's a pretty decent episode. It's it's creepy, and it's got the whole teamwork stuff that you know '90s Trek is really all about. I mean, all Trek is really all about, but especially '90s Trek. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know. I kind of like Move Along Home. It, it's kind of yeah. I just it's got a nice spot um, in my heart right now. I just recently did a, voy- a DS9 rewatch. Um, kind of on not on purpose, but so I work in the hospitality world, and I was working a late night shift. And so I wanted to watch something, and I needed something that I could just listen to and not worry about what's going on. So I was like, I'll just put some DS9 on. Well, I just randomly started an episode in, like, season one. And somehow, throughout the whole entire time, I was like, you know what? This is really good. I kept watching the episode and the next. And all of a sudden, a couple of weeks pass, and I rewatched DS9. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like... Okay, so now I'm doing Voyager because I'm following along um, another podcast that uh, Garrett Wong and Robert Duncan McNeil do um, called Delta Flyers. And what I like about them, which I highly suggest this podcast, is they're re-watching every single episode of Voyager and they're going to talk about behind-the-scenes stuff and what they remember and stories about that episode and, you know, what what was why were they wearing this and you know what happening like that so i think that's really cool little podcast to listen to yeah um and 
and Garrett Wong and Robin Duck McNeil. Come on. So. Has has um has Mr. Kim himself has he been promoted to a lieutenant at least in this show? <laughs> no. <laughs> Come on. I think on. He, he embraces his forever ensign. Oh my goodness, that dude! I mean, he did. At times, he did more than most of the crew did, and he mm-hmm. he deserves to be, you know. A, a lieutenant JG, certainly a lieutenant by now, or, or at least in the show he should. Certainly. I mean, like Paris for Paris for crying out loud. I mean, he was he was in jail. He was in like some major legal trouble. He gets his his commission reactivated, and he gets promoted. He gets demoted, and then gets re-promoted. Promoted again. I'm like, really, dude? Really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, I know they were provisional ranks, but like Chakotay and Balana, they were Maquis. I mean. They were terrorists, basically, for the Federation. And they were giving provisional ranks. I mean, they Janeway essentially reactivated Chakotay's commission with a funky-looking little pip, which is a provisional rank pip, but still. Like, yeah. come on, man. <laughs> I, 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 I don't have any feelings about this at all. Hey, we talked about my my other podcast recently about the same thing. So, <laughs> come on, man, it's, it's crazy. I'm like, <sighs> and to think they almost got rid of him too. Like they almost killed yeah. him off, and then he became like what America's sexiest man or something like that, or most handsome He's man something or something like that, that in the '90s. So then they kept him, and then they just added on, you know, Jerry Ryan eventually. <sighs> yeah, kids these days, I swear. <laughs> But yeah, so, so you said that. So is it DS Nine or is it more Voyager that is that's your your go to trek, your favorite trek? Go to trek right now is DS Nine, but Voyager's very like they teeter back and forth. Okay. okay. Voyager's one of my favorite, but D- I don't know right now if I want to watch the episode, I was like, oh, I want to watch DS Nine, but then you know, oh, I want to watch Voyager. It 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 teeters back and forth, but right now. I'm starting to realize I think DS9 is starting to become more my favorite than Voyager is. Sure, sure. Now, this is kind of like a little off track, but that's okay. There are um, some, not all, so depending with broad strokes here, there are some that would would uh, consider Discovery to be a more current version of Deep Space Nine. How would you respond to that comparison? Um, No. No? I don't think so. I mean, in the dark sense, maybe, because it is very dark. Like, DS9 is kind of pretty dark, in a sense. But no, Discovery is its own little thing. So I don't think so. Okay. I can't... No, I don't see that. I think Discovery is its its own thing. Um, Just like DS9 is its own thing. Um, You know, everybody has their own little thing. So I don't see comparing them two together. Okay. Yeah, I think I think the main comparison is one, they're more both the shows are both um, serialized. I mean like the first part of Deep Deep Space Nine it's not. It's still episodic. It's not until a little later on that it's really serialized. Uh, and then you have like the more darker uh, edgier stuff. Like that that's the only thing I can really see, but like I'm hearing people comparing this like in different parts of like social media and in some conversation. I'm like, I can kind of see what you're saying, but I don't know if I, I agree with that comparison. 
Yeah, like, I, I can kind of see, but no, it's, it's two different things. Right. Right. But I can see what you're talking about, how some are serialized and some are just... Yeah, I can see that too. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we'll, I mean, we'll see what what Discovery season three has has in store mm-hmm. for us in terms of like, are they going to continue to be serialized? Which I'll bet you a buck or six donuts that it's going to be, right? You know, that it's still going to maintain yeah. that format of being, you know, strongly serialized, and it's going to be you know strongly focused on Michael Burnham, unless they change it. Um, you know, I, I still think that there's going to be like a very heavy-handed focus on her rather than the rest of the cast. Um, yeah. So, anyway, so were there any with with Voyager being your first love? Were there any like Deep Space Nine cast members or guests or creatives or, or whatever that you've you had the chance to meet on the cruise? Whether it was your first one or your second one that you've you've been on. For DS9 crew members mm-hmm. on the, um, something tells me Avery Brooks isn't going to be the kind of guy that shows up for it. No, uh, I can't. I have gone blank. Who was on for for just cruise? I get my cruises mixed up with STRV. Cause I, I met almost almost met all the star almost all the regulars on on the shows. Except for Discovery, I haven't met anyone in Picard because those are too new. So you don't get to meet a lot of the regulars yet. But on the cruise... But yes, no, I don't think... I can't remember. I cannot remember who who was on last year's cruise and this year's cruise if I met them. Well, I mean, even looking at the, the 2021 lineup, we have uh, Terry Farrell, Alexander Siddig... Mm-hmm. Uh, or Siddig, sorry. I'm really excited for that. Uh, Nana Visitor uh, and Max Grodenchek are going to all be there. Oh, so yeah. Uh, oh, that reminds me. Max Grodenchek was on last year's cruise. So I met him last year okay. in this year's cruise. And I have a story that was kind of interesting. So this year's cruise, Scott and I had a cabin. We had an Ocean View cabin. Um, and we were basically the last cabin before you hit the... Um, the end of the cabins that look out back mm-hmm. the um what do they call that port what is that called anyways the end cabins the back of the, the ship stern. cabins that look out so the stern, the stern yeah. yeah so we were the last cabin before you hit the stern cabins so you know you have to walk down a long long hallway to get to your cabin so this is late at night this is after the rat pack which is the max golden chick and Casey Biggs and um, Anum Armstrong, and they all kind of sing about Trek and they make little songs about it. This is right after that that show. So we're coming back late at night, and we see this guy leaning against our door because you can see we're the very last room, and we have like a little indent into our room because we had a spacious ocean view, so our room was slightly bigger than everybody else's rooms. And I saw this man leaning against the door. I was like, "Who? who's leaning against the door? I was like, what the heck's going on? So we get closer, and we're still freaking out. And we're like, hey, what the heck's going on? Who is this person <laughs> leaning against our door? We get closer to our door, and he's literally leaning, like, off to the left. So there's a wall, and our door's there. He's leaning to the left of our door, 
And it's Max Godenshit just leaning against the wall of our cabin. Did you at least invite and... him in to play Scrabble? I mean, come on. <laughs> this is late at night. He has his tie undone, his suit jacket, his buttons, you know, he's wearing a suit and the a bow tie. So his bow tie was undone. Half his shirt was untucked and, um, you know, had some buttons were taken off. And I feel like, hey, he goes, hey. <laughs> and I was like, um, can we help you? Like, you know, are you okay? He goes, yeah, I'm waiting on somebody. I was like, okay. So I guess he was waiting on somebody in their cabin um, towards the end of the, of the ship. Wow. So we just went in and then I was like, okay, well, this is awkward. Like, do we like peek out a door and make sure he's okay? You know, like this is late at night. He had a few drinks already from the um, show, and they had to do two shows because there's two times you do the sh- uh, the showings. So I was like, um, I hope he's okay. <laughs> and then like a few minutes later, we stuck our head out and he was gone. So I guess whoever he was waiting for left the room and they left off. Wow, man. But yeah. Wow. <laughs> so how was your cruise? Oh, I mean, Ron was just, you know, leaning against my door. No big deal. It's fine. <laughs> He's all door decoration, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, which, you know, I'm embarrassed to say this because, like, I wasn't aware of, like, the, the Star Trek Rat Pack, the DS9 Rat Pack, until fairly recently mm-hmm. whenever I was watching the... Um, the what we left behind documentary oh okay. okay so whenever i think whenever it's both starting and ending they're they're doing some songs and i was like why isn't james darren doing this why isn't you know vic fontaine doing this and it wasn't until after i'd watched it the first time that i i had found out i'm like oh that's a thing how about that mm-hmm. yeah that's a thing. STOV has it too, so if you do, if anybody goes to STOV, and that's one of the free events you can go to. They do it like on a Friday or Friday night or something like that, or Sunday. Usually it's the last day, so usually it's Sunday. Gotcha. And it's something free you can go to. Gotcha. So. Yeah, like I think I think it'd be a little cheaper for me to go by virtue of me having family that live in the Las Vegas area. So yeah. you know, going and staying in Henderson compared to staying on the strip um, I think would be a little more cost effective Um, (laughs) apart from like you know really having the immersive experience which I've still never had a truly immersive actually no no I haven't had a a completely immersive convention experience like you know like like we were saying earlier like we were talking about earlier you know we met at cons basically conventions like comic cons Mm -hmm. in the, the Dallas area and I've never stayed in a hotel for a convention that I can re- I can recollect. Oh. Um, I've only I mean because like I used to live um, um, like just a couple miles from the convention center whenever I was um, in seminary going to school. Like Dallas Seminary is right down the street from from where the convention was. I mean yeah. even living in Richardson like. That's not. That's like ten miles, thirteen mm-hmm. miles north of where I where I was living in Dallas. So, why would I do that? Just, it's going to take me an extra ten minutes to get there. Um, so, do you think that, in a roundabout kind of way, is is there um, a benefit apart from being able to take a siesta during the day to to staying in a hotel <laughs> in, um, 
on site at a convention uh, or, or not yes. really? I think so. It uh, depends on, I would say, the convention, what convention, and what type of convention. You know, there's there's different convention. Well, there's a convention you go, you, you go to the chat panels, you do the events, or you go and shop. And then you get the um, conventions where you do the panels, you shop, and then party at night. So I think the ones where you have to go party at night, you should stay at the hotel. Or in, I really like it because, A, you can go home, you can go back and take a nap. You can go back up to your room and drop off things for your button. You can go back and change out of your cosplay. So let's say you had an issue, like a malfunction, and it's something that you can't fix right there and there. You can go change out of it or change into multiple cosplays like a lot of people do. Um, uh, so you might run into celebrities when you're not at the convention. Like you go to the right at the bar, the hotel's restaurant or the bar. Um, the main reason we stay at them is because we don't want to carry around all stuff all day long. Yeah, I don't blame but, you. But, like, if it's Dallas, then no. I, I won't stay at a hotel if it's a, a Dallas-based convention. Um, because it's just kind of pointless to do that. Because I can just go home. Yeah, I mean, even, um, but, even living in Fort Worth, the Fort Worth area, you know, like, I don't actually live in Fort Worth, but in the Fort Worth area, um, I still drive to Dallas conventions every day because one I'd rather stay in my king size bed it's way more comfortable mm-hmm. uh, than, than that and and you know again like this the same groups and, and the stuff like that like yes I would keep my stuff like under the table or or in a big box yeah. type of thing during the day or I'd keep keep stuff in the trunk of my car and go change um, like in a bathroom or in my car uh, if, if I needed to and I've I've done that like a handful of times. So, um, anyway, yeah the the cruise you get Become the cruise friends. you get that because you have your own your own stateroom. Mm-hmm. Become so on at STOV or any convention. Become friends with a vendor. Just become pick a vendor, talk to them, become friends with them, because they'll let you keep stuff at their table, like underneath their desk. If you don't have like a a convent, if you don't have like a sci-fi club or in like that that has a table at a convention just, just become friends with somebody at a, at a vendors they're most likely to allow you to keep your you know a backpack or a box or something underneath the table um just a little tip because i'm friends with a lot of different vendors and they know me and just something like that but on the cruise yeah the problem with the cruise is sometimes you're uh, on the front of the ship and your cabin's at the back of the ship. And so you have to walk from the front to the back to get to your cabin. And then it always happens that when we get to the cabin is when they're cleaning it. Because they get your, they clean your cabin twice a day. I don't know if people realize that. They clean your cabin twice a day. So they clean it in the morning. That's when they actually do like the full clean, you know, vacuum and make your bed and put fresh towels in. And then they come back around in the evening during dinner time. And that's when they go and re- replenish your towels if you used them since you came back. Or that's when they leave um, your mission report for the next day and sometimes a towel animal. And then on the cruise, on Star Trek cruise, you get a gift each night. So, like, we got a hat. We got a um, water, uh, what do you call it, water bottle. Um, we got a backpack, which I love. 
I got lost. The same is the same style backpack. The past two years, love it. It's an over-the-shoulder bag. It's great for cons. Um, we get posters, and then last year in 2019, we got a passport cover that's Star Trek. It's like University University of Planets on it. Um, and then this year, because we stayed an extra day, because last year was like five, six days, and then this year's was seven days. Wow. We also got, so we got, okay, we got the, the lanyard, you get a lanyard the first day. Um, you get a t-shirt. Each cruise you get a t-shirt, a lanyard. The t-shirt, you wear that t-shirt, and it's a cruise shirt, and on a certain day, so I have it, during, usually during a uh, sea day, where you're just traveling by sea, you're not going to a port, they'll have a uh, t-shirt party, and if you wear that t-shirt, you get free booze. So it's usually like they'll have some beers, uh, a wine, and then some type of mixed drink that they have like little cups for. Um, usually, it usually is rum punch, usually a red and white wine, and some type of really cheap beer like Bud Light or something like that. You know, something that they can get rid of easily. No big deal. Um, and so if you wear the T-shirt, you get it free for the the two hours of party. Man, this is. And there's a. This sounds like the 12 days of Christmas, man. Like, you get something, like, every day. You do. You get something every day. It sounds like you might get something twice a day, for crying out loud. You got to, like, bring uh, a, you gotta bring an extra suitcase for all the swag that you're going to get. Fun fact, I ran out of room, and my suitcase was too heavy that my boyfriend had to take some of my gifts back to him, and he had to mail them to me. Wow. <laughs> wow. Because mine was too heavy. Yep. Wow. So, okay, so cruises are expensive. I mean, it doesn't matter where you go, cruises are expensive. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for people that want to do this, um, I don't know, I mean, I'm sure you could pay like a big chunk of change up front and pay for the whole thing, but does, does the Star Trek cruise give you the option of doing installments, like a payment plan to be able to, to make it so with them? That's what I do. I pay monthly. Okay. So right now they paused it because the whole, you know, quarantine and people not having money and all that stuff. But uh, I pay monthly. And so what it does, it evens out pretty bad. It's, not, it's like right now they think 168 a month, which is not terrible or something like that. Um, and they're just the first day, first of the month. So if you have like me who have budget planning, you got to figure out when things come out certain days. Um, they take it out the first of the month. So when you sign up, usually you deposit, and the deposit ranges between what type of um, cabin you get, between um, 300 to like 800, depends on, you know, like I said, what cabin you get. Uh, you pay deposit down, and then you pay monthly. You can go and change it, where you can pay in advance. And that's what I've been doing, because I have come into the extra money recently, because you know, you're not out partying and having fun so you can go ahead and pay you know two three months in advance if you want to but yeah it's just monthly um, interesting but if you do pay in full you get a five percent discount for that year or for like a, a future cruise for that year okay. for that year so you get a five percent discount for that year and if you book on like so Last year we we had and booked again for this year's cruise. We got a small disc, like a like a five hundred dollar discount or something like that, 
and we got a free photo op. That's cool. And so the free photo op was a Voyager cast photo op. Wow. So it sounds like it sounds like the both the cruise line and this production company that that mm-hmm. this partnership it sounds like they do a good job of taking care of everyone. Like it sounds like they take a really good they take really good care of the celebs, you know, yes. the, the high the high pro- profile guests that come aboard and they take care of just the regular old fans, the people that are just the here's, butts in the seat. Here's something that happened that ACP and the cruise line did together. So we were supposed to go to Dominican Republic, but the water was so choppy that they had to delay us by two hours. Because in Dominican Republic, they don't have a port, so you can't actually like dock the ship on the side of the island. You have to get on these little tender boats and tender over to the island or to yeah to the island. Well, the water. We had really bad weather, not in sense of storms, but the it was really windy this year, and the water was really choppy. So we had a lot more rock in the ship than typical you would have. Um, I don't know if it's because of the March or it was just the weather time frame. I don't know. But anyway, so I wish I had video of it. I wish I did because these tenders were sh- like they were rocking, like they were going up and down pretty high, and so. A lot of people didn't want to go out on them because, you know, that's kind of scary to be, you know, hitting the waves pretty hard. And they delayed by two hours because it wasn't safe for us to go on to, on to Dominican Republic. So to make up for it, they did two things. So the people who had an excursion on Dominican Republic with some of the, some of the celebs, they had an own private party um, on the ship by one of the, the pools. For the celebrities, the people who were supposed to go on that cruise, on onto that celebrity excursion, they refunded them for the excursion, and they gave them a small private party with the celebs, where they could go and talk to them and take pictures for free. Wow. Wow. And then for everybody else who couldn't go on it because you know it was too busy or it was too choppy, they decided to do happy hour. So for two hours. You can go get any type of alcohol you want it, and it was complimentary. Hmm. You weren't allowed to have two drinks um, per your card on your table, so you weren't allowed two drinks. But for two hours, you can pick up two different drinks with your um, stateroom card, your card that you, you use to get and out of everything. So I thought it was interesting. So I got a free drink. It was called Chaotica's Death Ray. <laughs> So all the themed <laughs> drinks. So yes, there is themed drinks at the crew on, on the and those different themed drinks at different bars on the ship. We learned that differently. Okay. Um, Kiataka's death ray was like this like mango frozen rum with pineapple juice. It was really good. Um, and they had like ramen ale and some other things like that too. So. They have themed drinks. They also have theme menus. So you can get like tribbles or you can get gawk. So they have, you know, STOB does that too. Um, well, I don't know about, in the past, they would do it at a, uh, at the All-American Bar and Grill. They would have themes too. Okay. And, and the bars were have themed drinks too, but I don't know about this year. Okay. But on the cruise, yeah. Okay. Definitely have, they have themed foods. And restaurants. 
See, this is this is something that's really encouraging to me. Like, I've I've only been on one cruise, so that's that's all I have to base stuff off. And the 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 customer service was less than stellar. The 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 appearance of the ship was less than stellar. Now it does that doesn't mean that I want to write all cruises off. It's just that mm-hmm. the bar was set very very low for me. Uh, with going on that, even for just like two days, and you know, just you talking about it, like you know, you're you're talking about like an experience. You're talking about just like observations and like these facts of stuff, you know. And, and it might just seem like old hat for you to be able to talk about a Star Trek cruise, but like I'm actually really excited. I'm like, how can I drum up like three grand or however much it's going to cost to to get on a big boat and say hey to number one, basically, or or, uh, or yeah. Dr. Flox or, or whoever. Um, so, like, this is really exciting for me. And I don't know what the dear listeners, you know, are, are thinking if, if they've never been on it. But maybe maybe this whole conversation we're having will inspire some people to, like, actually check it out. Because it sounds like, again, they take care of people. And there aren't enough places anymore that really take care of, of guests. Like, it's just, like, flippant, like, whatever, man. Just... I have a Nella story about taking care of guests. So, most of those were ECP and cruise line. Well, one day on the cruise, this is cruise itself. This is the, because there's Royal Caribbean people themselves. They're the ones that was on the cruise to this year. Uh, last year was Norwegian. They did a good job too, but Royals, I, I highly suggest anybody, if you don't want to go on a Star Trek cruise for some reason, I would look at Royal Caribbean's cruises in general. Because one day, uh, Scott had to get up and go and stand in line. There is, you do have to stand in line for a lot of things. They do have time, so you have to get your autographs. So there's certain times you do have to go and stand in line to get your autograph if you want any autographs, um, because they do take over the um, the the um, restaurant. There's three stories to the restaurant, so they take over the restaurant, and that's where you get your autograph signed at, and that's where you do your photo ops too. So he got up and went up to go get in line for um, his autograph and so I was like you go, you go get ready first and I'll get late later so I was getting ready I just got out of the shower and I went to flush the toilet and you know I'm getting ready and all that stuff and I was like man the toilet sounds like it's running longer than normal I lift up the lid and the toilet was was about to overflow hello and I was hello. like oh my goodness oh my goodness so it didn't I was like, okay, well, whew, I'll call, I mean, I'll meet, me finish getting ready, and I'll call maintenance and let them know. Well, I was like, I still hear water running. Why do I hear water running? The water was gushing out from the wall of where the toilet hit. So the toilet's like one of those airplane toilets where, like, it's it's like a button you pressed, and um, it just sits out from there. There's no, like, tank you can see or whatever. You just hit a button like an airplane toilet. And I was like, oh, there's water gushing out of the wall. Um... Let me jump out real quick. So I jump out of the bathroom. Of course, you know, I haven't finished getting ready. I'm freaking out because there was water just gushing out of our, out of the bath, into our bathroom. Now I know why the bathrooms are a lot of uh, cruises you have to step up into. I thought it was because of plumbing issues. No, it's to keep from things like this happening where if it does flood, it won't soak your whole entire cabin. So I had a rush in and I had to go call down to the, their like 
guest services and tell them, hey, my toilet is leaking, it's flooding the bathroom. And I'm not kidding you, I barely got dressed in time before somebody was knocking on, or before they call because I had the do not disturb sign out. So they called my room and said, hey, you do not disturb sign out so we can't knock on your door. Maintenance is here. So, I, I don't know, it probably, they were there in like two minutes, two or three minutes. I was shocked because it's a big cruise ship. Now granted, I don't know how many, you know, maintenance people they have, but I work in hotel life. It takes a few minutes for a uh, maintenance to get to, to a room mm-hmm. for a big hotel. Yeah. And they were there like, I'm saying like two minutes. Like I barely got dressed in time for the cruise. They opened it and go, oh, oh my. And so they came, they sucked all the water out and they fixed the toilet for me. And there was so much water that they had to stop midway and dump out the the water sucking compartment yeah then they said oh we'll call we'll let you your steward know that you need your room clean again wow. this all happened in about 10 minutes wow so so here's here's what i really want to know and this is this doesn't have to do with plumbing or, or doing any mm-hmm. rotor router type stuff but we, we've seen we've seen some nautical uniforms in different ways we've seen them both in parodies and we've seen them in Star Trek itself. So, have you seen on the cruise, like the the Star Trek Generations nautical uniforms that were worn at Worf's promotion ceremony? Have you seen those on the cruise? And have you by chance seen the the Star Trek uh, love boat uniforms on the cruise? I've seen both, and I know who both did. I've seen the nautical one, you know, the Worf one from. Um, one of our like he's well known in the Trek universe um, for conventions because um, he has a he has a service dollar named Gandalf um, and he dresses up in that I saw him that there and then uh, another good friend who is known that I guess the con Trek like STOV universe too uh, Michelle who dressed up in the love boat last year. I actually have a photo of her with me, Scott, and her in the love boat um, Trek outfit nice. from 2019 con. When we got on the boat, you get on, on um, deck four, and you get on right by this, uh, it's called Schooner Bar. Um, they changed the name of it, but they went and replaced all the pictures they have on the ship of pictures from the episode where they're all walking the plank. So you can see like Captain Picard dressed in the um, nautical outfit. You see the boat out there because it's a boat themed bar. Yeah. So they do they do decorations too there. It's like amazing, cool, really fun decorations. Okay. Like last year's, um, they call it the turbo lifts. Mm-hmm. And so they put stickers on the elevators for the turbo lifts this year cause, because the most of the elevators were glass. So you can see out into the main um, promenade. They had like these little stickers of like um, Janeway and um, who the hell they had? They had Janeway and they had um, why am I going blank of her name? To real um, Mary Chifo's character. Sorry. Mary Mary Chifo's character, the Klingon on DS oh, uh, um, Discovery. Laurel. Laurel. They had Laurel, they had Jordy, and like these like stickers they put on the window, so you like 
you look like you're going down with them. Oh, okay. On the top of the. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, um, as we as we start to to kind of wrap up today's little mm-hmm. um, little adventure, talking about the cruise, and I guess in a way STLV. Um, I guess the real question now is: are You ready for this, Jenny? This is like okay. hot seat time. You ready? Mm-hmm. Kirk or Picard? Janeway. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. Well, Jenny, thank you so much for making time today to um, to talk to us about some of your away missions. Um, you know, briefly talking about STLV at the beginning and um, again you know, with, with the cruise, which has been like our topic mm-hmm. for today. Now, um, are there, are there any way, are there any ways that, um, that the listeners, uh, if they, if they aren't already following you or, 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 you know, connected to you, um, are there places that they can like on Instagram or Twitter, either personally or with your, your podcast? Uh, personally I have, you can follow just two Instagrams. You can follow my cat and that's, <laughs> <laughs> River underscore the underscore calico. If you want to follow my cat, because I post fish about, and it's literally just pictures of my cat, River. I also have a Instagram that when I do go to conventions, that I post pictures or proxy through, and that is TTG. So TTG, the number two, goes to cons. Because my tagger name is Texas Trekkie Girl on my thing, so I put TTG the number two goes to cons Instagram you can also find me on uh, my Facebook I believe it's Texas Trekkie Girls my cosplay group um, but yeah those are the ones you can follow me on um, if you want to follow my podcast I probably it's the the center seat on Facebook um, and yeah that's the ones you can follow me at cool well um, it's it's been a pleasure having a conversation with you as we've gone um, up, down, and all around uh, this this trans warp corridor of of conversation, and uh, want to wish you and your podcast well um, as you guys are starting up and uh, you know boldly going, you know, and having fun doing that as well. And um, I, I just, I just want to publicly thank you for something that you did for me uh, that you didn't have to do, and. It might not have seemed like a big deal to you, but it, it certainly was to me. And that was um, last year when you were at at um, STLV Star Trek Las Vegas. Oh. Um, that I had, I had just asked, like, hey, can you find like a Star Trek shirt for me or something? And uh, I don't know if I like specified it or not, but you did. But mm-hmm. you you said I think I said something like maybe Riker or just con related, and you took the time to go do it and bring it back and, and stuff for me. And, you know, I, again, I've never been, and that just meant so much to me. So I just wanted to publicly thank you for that, if, for, for what it's worth. I know I've, I've thanked you already a year ago, but I just want to be extra intentional about that. So thank you very much, Jenny, from the bottom of my heart for being so thoughtful and courteous to do that for, for me. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. It's no big deal. All right. Well, we're going to have to to call it a day. So again, thank you very much. I hope you have a wonderful one as well, Jenny. Now, I want to thank each and every one of you for listening to this episode today and to Jenny for being the guest today. 
If you like what you heard, make sure you go to our website at trtvpod.com. There you can find ways to connect with us, to interact with us as we move forward. Um, So if you want to do that, again, make sure you go to trtvpod.com. From there, you can learn um, how to get in touch with us. Um, We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at trtvpod. And um, consider supporting us, too. Uh, We have different affordable tiers that you can um, subscribe to, and uh, we would love it. Now, apart from the website, if you do want to send us a note, if you want to get in contact with us, you can do that by entering in coordinates to trtvpod at gmail.com. You can also uh, send us a um, a voice-only transmission to 817-752-4757. And finally, if you want to send us um, like a letter, package, something like that, um, you can do that by entering coordinates to the, the Lone Star Station at P.O. Box 2455, Azle, Texas. That's A-Z-L-E, 76098. Again, thank you, each and every one of you, for listening to this podcast. And as always... May you boldly go and make it so.